I never dreamed how much I would actually enjoy podcasting. When it was first suggested to me, I'll be honest, I was a bit intimidated by the thought. But when I found Anchor, I quickly realized how easy this was going to be. Anchor provides me with the tools to record and edit right within their program. I don't need additional software. I didn't even need to know how to distribute the podcast because they do it all for me. I would not be where I am today as a podcaster without Anchor. It's all you need and completely free. If you are looking to get started, download the Anchor app today or go to anchor.fm to get started. How many holidays have you had ruined by a covert narcissist? How many Thanksgivings? How many Christmases? How many Hanukkahs? How many birthdays? How many special seasons? Holidays are a wonderful time for narcissists to display their horrible behavior. They're often on full steam at such a time that your thoughts are on peacefulness, happiness, family time, making memory with your kids. They choose the absolute worst times to sabotage your attempts at happiness, your attempts at creating a positive environment for your family. Why? Narcissistic people have a hard time, an impossible time, with others around them being happy or experiencing joy, and it is purely horrible if that happiness or joy is not centered around them. You, their target, cannot possibly be happy about anything that isn't about them. They're so incredibly jealous. They're jealous of anything or anyone else that has power in your life to bring you joy. So they steal that spotlight. They make great efforts to grab it back and they sabotage the holidays. They disrupt the celebratory mood of you and others. I'm Renee Swanson, your host of the Covert Narcissism Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today and I really want to thank you for being such a faithful audience. I really simply cannot believe how far this podcast is reaching. At the same time, I am super excited about opportunities that are coming up, things that will extend our reach so much further. So I do encourage you to hit that like button or the subscribe button as you are able to continue our reach around the world. The roller coaster of narcissism, you know, it's, it's like a bad rash or a cancer that it does go into remission. That's that roller coaster. Like it just disappears for a while, but it comes back. Things can truly be peaceful for a while and sometimes quite a while. But just when you are convinced it's in remission, then wham, here comes this massive flare up. And many times it is around the holidays. You think to yourself, why? Why do you have to ruin a perfectly good day? And now, on a, on a peaceful holiday, a holiday that's focused on connectedness and happiness and harmony, laughter, joy. Yet, here they are, once again, impossible to deal with. Narcissists do not like any attention going anywhere else. They simply cannot handle any attention that is not on them. Here are complete days 
in fact, even complete seasons where they are not the center of attention. And this is pure torture to them. They watch all of this attention going to decorations, gifts, food, family members, uh, memories, and so on. It's only a matter of time until they act out and demand that all the attention be back on them. Of course, they won't verbalize that. They won't say that, but that's what plays out. Remember, they cannot handle you, the main source of supply, being focused on anything else. When you are, they feel devalued. They feel threatened. You, the main source of supply, should be focused only on them, making sure that they are taken care of, that their needs are met, that their ego is stroked. And this attention can be positive or negative. You can fill them with respect and praise, and that's the positive attention. Or they can create havoc, making you miserable, and now you're giving them negative attention. Even by upsetting you, your attention is diverted back to them. They must occupy the main space inside your head. That is their space and theirs alone. Today, I want to talk to you about some of the many ways that covert narcissists sabotage the holiday season, ruining it for you, stealing your time of enjoyment and peace, a time when they could join you in that enjoyment and peace, but the focus has to be somewhere than other on them. All right, let's start. They give you subtle messages that everything you do is not good enough. This is where the covert part comes in, the covert narcissism. And it's a regular occurrence with them. This is actually nothing new around the holidays. It's just the holidays tend to um, just tend to, to exaggerate it or tend to really bring it out in a, in a much higher degree. You are doing everything you can to make this a joyous time of the year. You know, to let go of all the negativity and tension, to make this a positive time for your, you and, and your husband or your wife and your kids and your family. After all, you know, by the way, if you're with a covert narcissist, it is solely your responsibility to make this a positive time for your family. Of course, it's always your responsibility to do this. It's just more visible at the holiday time. So I'll give you an example. You're decorating the Christmas tree, doing like, you know, all the work or nearly all of the work, like every year before. And they're helping kind of, sort of, you know, maybe they're picking up an ornament now and then uh, between checking on their phone or watching a football game or petting the dog or grabbing a drink, anything to really not put in much effort. And then they sit down to take a break from all the hard work and they comment, you didn't spread those ornaments around very well. Don't you, you know, don't you do better than this or don't you know how to, even though you have done this every year for like the last 20 or they might even say, you know, hey, you really rushed too much through this work. You need to learn to enjoy it more as they've got their feet up, you know, on a stool. You should relax more often. Even though you know there's so many things yet to be done that day. And how much they're going to complain if they're not done. Or if you're not ready for bed when they want to go to bed. Well, you can't even say anything about this to them. Their comment, you know, supposedly is an attempt to help you to improve, to get better. And so if you say anything to them, they will easily turn your own words into an attack at their clear compassion and concern for you. So you keep your mouth shut. 
And they sit there completely justified in how they feel and what they say and the break that they are taking from all the hard work. Add to this your own ability to self-reflect and your desire to self-improve. And so you look inside yourself at yet another way that you can and probably should improve. But this sick feeling in your stomach tells you something's off here. A person who really cares about you in this situation, they would recognize that you're the one doing all the work and maybe, just maybe, even if they don't help, they would express some gratitude. You know, hey, that tree looks really good. Let me help you move these ornaments around a little bit. Or maybe they would ask how they could help or at least acknowledge and apologize that maybe they can't help right now. You know, I'm sorry, I'm really sore tonight, not much help. Would it help if I turn on some Christmas music, you know, while you do this? Or can I pour you a drink? There would be some help in some way with a person who truly is a teammate. Maybe they would ask, you know, how you're feeling and give you the safety to, to answer honestly. Of course, we know that's never going to happen with a covert narcissist. You know, with a healthier person, your mental well-being would matter to them. By the time that, you know, you've even started to put up the decorations, you just don't feel like putting them up at all. You do it any, anyways, but it sure would be easier to just not decorate. You know, that's not an option. Not only do you actually want the decorations up, you know, you, you want them up for you, for your kids, your family, but you know the problems that would come if you didn't do it, you know, with your covert narcissistic spouse. And so you know when they say, you know, we really should get the decorations up, that they really mean that you should get off your lazy bum and get the decorations up. And then when you're done decorating and you've done like all the work, they say, well, you know, these decorations really are lame. Why can't we put up better ones? We? Again, there's that we word. What do you mean by we? Their comments like that mean you. Well, without realizing it over all the years, you have become the one solely responsible for making the holidays successful for your family. You have the full responsibility to make this season wonderful. Not only is that fully your job, but they're going to work against you all the way through. Another way that this plays out, you know, while you're in the middle of working so hard to create this holiday magic, they'll become suddenly depressed, demanding of your care and attention. They may do this with a show of just kind of being down, making a display of themselves, making sure that you notice that they're hurting or they're upset. And so you inquire, you know, hey, are, are you okay? Oh, I'm just so sad. You know, this is a hard time of the year for me. It makes me think of my childhood. And you know, I really had a rough childhood. And the story plays out yet again of how miserable they were and how miserable they still are and how much it hurts, even though you've been down this road hundreds of times before. They're playing on your sympathy once again. But I still hold, they won't do anything about it. And I mean, you can't really turn your back on them in such a conversation, can you? I mean, that would be mean after all. And, and so you listen yet again. And yet again, you, you find yourself roped into their drama, preventing you from enjoying the holidays and keeping the focus yet again entirely on them. Some covert narcissists, they'll even fake an illness or an injury at these times. 
Again, playing on your sympathy, sulking if you use your time for the holiday season of festivities, guilting you for being happy when they are down, or even raging at you for not caring. They might pick the time of the holiday season to pick a fight with you. You know, they, they say things like, well, hey, you really should lose some weight. Holiday food just, it just isn't good for you. Or they might say, you're wearing that, like when you're headed out the door to a, a time with your family or friends. Or you're out holiday shopping or you've come back and, and you've shown, you know, what you've bought for different people. You're buying that gift for them. And you might even ask, well, why? What's wrong with it? Oh, nothing. But now this leaves you doubting and it leaves you asking for clarification and coming back to them to get their opinion on stuff. Or maybe during this holiday season, they get super drunk. They just pick this time to be that time to, to get just, you know, super drunk. And during that time, they're so hard to deal with. Well, I'm going to go a step further. Some covert narcissists actually thrive on all of the holiday spirit. It does play out differently for different people. And all of a sudden, they're the parent of the year. Decorating extravagantly, taking everyone out to pick the best Christmas tree, buying expensive gifts, baking cookies with the kids. This is their chance to really shine, if this is how this plays out for them. To take the spotlight, to do so many wonderful things, forget that they've spent the entire year making everyone miserable, or being completely checked out from the family. Oh, but the holiday seasons are here. So all of that is completely erased. This is their time to look good, and you better go along with it. You know, if the kids don't really feel like baking cookies... This covert narcissistic parent that plays it out this way, well, they really don't care. In fact, this is a major injury to them. They don't genuinely check in with the kids to see, you know, hey, is something wrong? Or why do you feel that way? They don't maybe say, hey, can we find a better time and give them the space they may need right now? Because this isn't about the kids. This is entirely about the covert narcissistic parent. It's still, both times, it plays out different ways. Whether they throw themselves full on into all the holiday spirit, or whether they just refuse. Either way, they still want all the attention to be on them. If they're refusing, they're in victim mode and, and all of this, like, why are you not giving me all the attention? If they're the ones that are taking over the holiday season and, and making everything extravagant, they're still making it all about them. Look how wonderful they are as the parent who can do all of this. Remember, covert narcissists have to have the spotlight. They will get it one way or the other. And so when the kids don't feel like baking the cookies, their reaction is harsh. It's authoritative. It's uncaring. What do you mean you don't feel like baking cookies? What's wrong with you? Can't I even get some holiday time with my own kid? I just wanted to spend the time with you. I can't believe that you are ruining this time together. Well, this is a massive guilt trip for a kid. It's a massive guilt trip for an adult, let alone a child. And they often end up giving in. Those kids end up giving in just to please that parent or to keep the peace. You know, the same very things that we have been doing for years. What about gift giving with a covert narcissist? Have you ever really paid attention to the gifts that they give? This plays out in a couple different ways. They give sometimes gifts with, you know, extravagant gifts, but their gifts have hidden agendas behind them, mostly, again, to keep the focus on them. But they'll give these extravagant gifts, and they do it while others are around. You know, they'll make sure that other people see it, or, or they make sure everybody knows, and they, they tell everybody, or they plaster it all over social media. 
They make sure that they're seen as such a wonderful, generous, and thoughtful spouse or parent. Or maybe they do the bare minimum with gift buying, but they make a spectacle of it as if it's the most wonderful thing. You know, it's the most wonderful thing they could have ever gotten you. And they, oh, I spent so much time thinking about it, even though they bought it the day before. Or maybe they even ordered it and then like that morning and they'll say, oh, but your gift didn't come on time. And I'm so sorry. I'm really hurt that it didn't get here on time. But they ordered it like that day. They do all of this to be seen as an amazing and generous person when they are, you know, throwing themselves into all this gift giving or at least, you know, making a spectacle of it. They tell stories of their great effort they put into finding just the right gift, even though maybe it's actually a horrible gift for you. You know, they build it up to be something extraordinary and magnificent, but the gift doesn't even match you. Something you would never buy or use. It has nothing to do with you. Again, that's because this isn't about you. This is all about them. And then to top it all off, they don't think that your reaction is grand enough. You're not grateful enough. You know, they'll even tell you, well, you're just not grateful for all this effort that I put into it. Nothing's ever good enough for you. And you get the silent treatment because your reaction was not big enough. So you end up feeling bad. You feel bad about yourself. Am I, am I too hard to please? You know, they did put in that effort. Shouldn't I feel more grateful? But I just don't. And so you end up feeling bad about yourself on a holiday. And this plays out on birthdays and anniversaries and other holidays too. Their gift giving is about them, not you, not the kids, not their family, not their friends. It's about how amazing they are or how creative they are, that they can find that perfect, spectacular gift that's just right for you. Whether it really is or isn't doesn't matter at all. Well, this played out for me, not only with the gifts, but also with the gift tags. And I'm going to explain what I mean by that because it really played out kind of oddly. I don't know if anyone else out there has experienced this or not. And so I'm just going to throw it out. And if you went through this too, please let me know. Every year he showed how incredibly creative and thoughtful he was when he wrote on the tags on the presents. You know, the little gift tags where you put the two in the from. Well, you know, covert narcissists are the smartest people they know, the funniest people they know, the most creative people they know, the most thoughtful people they know, and so on and so on. Well, he wrote these cute little nicknames to my dear sweet princess, or to my little Renita, or to my precious one. And then for from, he would even add, you know, from your wonderful husband or from your, your knight in shining armor, all these things. And every year, these little nicknames that he never called me any other time of the year, thankfully, were written all over the tags of my gifts from him. And he thought this was just the most wonderful thing ever. You know, this was, you know, his way of making sure that I knew I was loved and cared for. And I had to acknowledge each and every one. And after years of this, I certainly got tired of it. It was nauseating. And if I tried to just move past the tag and hurry and just open the gift, he would actually stop me and go, hey, hey, hang on, you have to read the tag. So I would read it. Sometimes I just then would read it to myself and then I'd go open the gift, but this still wasn't good enough. Remember, this has to be about them. Well, what does it say? You know, read it out loud. So I would read it out loud. 
And then he would say with that quirky smile on his face, well, that's what I think of you. Ugh, it made me sick to my stomach. It still does. If I even came close to not giving these wonderful tags enough attention, I sure heard about it later. You don't even like my name tags. You know, that really hurts my feelings. I put a lot of time and effort into that. Never mind how I cared about it, how I felt about it. That certainly did not matter one bit. Because this has nothing to do with me. It had nothing to do with whether I felt loved or not, cared for or not. I have no choice but to absolutely love his incredibly creative, so thoughtful name tags, ignoring the 364 days of the year that I just went through. It's all about how he feels, that he matters, that his ego gets stroked sufficiently. And I know I say he when I am in these podcasts, but I do want to just make sure I always take time to acknowledge that, uh, that women go through this too in regards to the women that are covert narcissists and treat their spouses this way. So men that are out there listening, I, I get it. And I fully recognize that this is not a gender specific thing. My situation was it was my husband, but unfortunately there are so many out there who are suffering at the hands of a covert narcissistic wife. One other way I want to address this during the holidays is if you are already out of the relationship, they may use this as a time, uh, an excuse to hoover you. They may reach out and wish you a happy holidays, even though you've been no contact for quite some time, or even though all of your last communication has been incredibly negative and ugly. They may use the harmonious spirit of the holidays to their advantage or what they think is their advantage in hopes that maybe you would find it rude to not respond. I'm telling you now, it is okay to not respond. They may even try to stir up happy, mem happy memories with you so that, you know, they're trying to just begin interacting with you all over again. It is okay to not respond. Well, how have they ruined the holidays for you in the past? Have they picked this time to start a massive fight? Made instigating remarks as you walk into like the family home for festivities? Like just as you're about to walk in the door picking a fight with you? Or leaving you mad by something that they say? Some little, you know, some little jab that they get in? Or maybe change plans at the last minute and even after you've gone to extreme measures to fulfill what they said they wanted? I would love to hear from you. What have the holiday seasons looked like for you in the past? And how are you preparing for this one? You can find me by email or through Facebook. My email is Renee, R-E-N-E-E, -E, at cnglifecoaching.com. And those letters are C-N-G, stands for Covert Narcissism Group, cnglifecoaching.com. On Facebook, you can find me as Renee Swanson. I would love to hear from you, and I want you to know I'm holding some special holiday group coaching sessions. First time I've ever done this. But I'm going to take everything that I've learned and all the people I've talked to and we're going to make a plan. A plan for how to get through these holiday seasons in the midst of the nightmare you are living. Whether you are still in the relationship or whether you are out of it. I want you to know that there is help out there. And that we can build that community of getting our arms around each other and helping each other through these holiday seasons. I will take up to 15 people in each session and it is first come first served. You can sign up for these single sessions at my website, cnglifecoaching.com. And again, CNG is in Covert Narcissism Group, lifecoaching.com. And if you ever want to have to explain what CNG stands for, but you don't want to talk about narcissism to that whoever's asking you, 
The CNG also stands for community and grace. That is what I'm after. That is what I want to build. That is what our holiday season should be filled of. Community and grace. I wish you so much peace on this journey of healing.